Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Sales Consultant Podcast. My name is Derek Williams, and today we're going to break into the top 10 episodes of 2023, our first season, all based on downloads, of course. Now, each one of these are just short clips from each episode, but if you want to check out the full interview, just click on the link in the notes. Kicking off the list at number 10 is episode 41. The title of the episode was Win-Loss Maturity Curve and Buyer-Centric Win-Loss Data with guest Andrew Peterson, co-founder and CEO of Closed. Uh, Closed, they offer innovative software and services for win-loss analysis. What they do is they essentially uncover the real reasons why you win and lose. And on the first clip, Andrew emphasizes how customers are the source of truth when it comes to win-loss data. He also goes over some alarming statistics around accuracy of win-loss data in most organizations. The buyers are the source of truth about why you win and lose. And that's one of the, probably the most interesting things, Derek, that we've seen in our data is when we compare what sales reps report about why they win and lose to what the buyers provide as the answer. Yeah, I'm sorry why, to chuckle. Why they did or didn't purchase. <laughs> yeah. Like 85% of the time, the sales reps reason is wrong. Ouch. And 65% of the time, the competitor that the sales rep entered in the CRM as the primary competitor is wrong. Now, let's take a quick step back and break down exactly what win-loss analysis is. It's the process of evaluating performance against a range of variables, industry, company size, persona, competitor involvement, lead source, etc. And from there, making judgments as to why deals are won or lost. Now, look, internal data is good. Customer surveys are better. But interviews with prospects and customers are far more tremendously valuable because they give you the clearest view into the minds of decision makers or the minds of those who work closely with decision makers. Okay, let's crack on to number nine with episode 39 titled Cracking the Cold Call Code and Unleashing Sales Success. The guest, Dan Jordan, the Deej. Dan is a sales coach, a trainer, a mentor, and a keynote speaker. Now in this clip, Dan talks to us about using hyper-personalized videos in our outreach. In fact, the biggest thing I'm doing right now in prospecting, encouraging everybody to do, is hyper-personalized video prospecting. Embed your video in your emails. Embed your video in your LinkedIn messages. Embed your video in your texting. You just put it there. It's it's such a differentiator for you. You it's a uh, it's almost an immediate callback or reply. I'm getting like 70% opens and replies with video. It's insane. Personalized video. That's the key thing too, because it can become uh, pretty, you know, cliche and corny if you're not personalizing it, right? Personalized and unprofessional. Right. Because you want it to be authentic. That's the whole thing. Now, hyper-personalized videos and B2B sales outreach are crucial. They significantly enhance the engagement and resonate better with prospects. This leads to increased conversion rates. And according to a recent study, personalized videos can boost click-through rates up to like 300%, creating a far more impactful and tailored communication approach. Okay, moving on to number eight, we have episode number 30, how to outcare your competition by developing your emotional intelligence. The guest is Phil Johnson. He's the founder and CEO of Master of Business Leadership Program, where he has been helping executives as a leadership coach for over 20 years. And in this clip, Phil discusses how we can and cannot develop emotional intelligence, then goes into what people do in business to compensate for a lack of emotional intelligence. 
There's only one way to develop emotional intelligence, and you can't develop it by reading a book or having a conversation or watching a video. The development of emotional intelligence is an, is an experiential process, not an intellectual process. So how you develop it is, first of all, you have to develop a strong emotional connection to something you want to achieve that creates the motivation for you to move outside of your comfort zone to go and achieve that that desired result. And when you do that, it automatically triggers the release of the cortisol into your bloodstream. And you feel that fear, you feel that anxiety. But your what it is you're trying to achieve, the motivation to achieve that your desired result needs to be stronger than the fear and anxiety that's triggered when you move outside of your comfort zone. If it isn't, you may want better results than you're currently getting, but you won't be willing to do the emotional labor that getting better results requires. And quite frankly, most people aren't. So what they try and do instead is they often try and use some type of position-based power to control, manipulate others to get them to change. And that's what we've been doing for a very, very, very long time. And that's why the current level of employee engagement, according to Gallup, worldwide is about 13%. Very low. Low levels of employee engagement are costing the U.S. economy over a trillion dollars a year. And it's also why over 80% of all M&A and organizational development initiatives fail. Now, when I think about EQ and business, I think about two things. I think about EQ and leadership, and I think about EQ and sales, right? Those are two areas that we're hyper-focused on here on the show. And in terms of emotional intelligence and leadership, there's a Forbes article that came out uh, around the same time this episode aired in 2023. I'll drop a link to it. And here's a quote on what effective leadership looks like today. Previously, a leader was someone who could only drive a team of followers. Today's leaders are different. They are self-aware and care about fostering relationships rather than just giving directions. Pretty powerful there. Now, in terms of EQ and sales, uh, there's also another article that came out around the same time too. And this is from LinkedIn. I'll drop a link as well. Uh, but I want to give you a quote from that article. Salespeople with high EQ can build rapport and establish a connection with their customers. They can also navigate difficult conversations and objections with empathy and understanding, which can lead to more successful outcomes. There you go. So EQ and sales, EQ and leadership should be paramount. Okay, number seven on the list of most downloaded episodes of 2023, season one of the Sales Consultant Podcast is episode number 37, using AI to accelerate your team's prospecting workflow. The guest was Wissam Tabara. He's the founder and CEO of Truebase. And Truebase is a B2B Gen AI prospecting platform that enables you to discover and connect to leads more efficiently. Now, in this clip, we break down how the Truebase platform not only speeds up the research and personalization of prospecting, but how it's far more encompassing than a human could ever be in this process. Um, you're swiping right, swiping left. Uh, AI is learning, is building an ICP behind the scene. Mm. Not the three, five filters you have and like that you know about. Not that it's basic stuff. That scale. Right, right. It's looking at patents and SEC filing and uh, website mm. traffic and a wow. lot of things that uh, you know that we don't really I, I cannot describe it it's just really we hand it off to the machine and the machine does the heavy lifting the, are these the hundred attributes that you talked about you analyze when you're doing the customer recommendations I know on your website it says they analyze over a hundred different attributes again there's five or seven that humanly that we could yeah. probably process as we scan and look at these companies and these That's profiles right. right but you're able to look at a hundred different components 
like web traffic and these different things simultaneously. That's uh, we couldn't possibly compete with that. It's really hard. Like, what topics uh, are common? You know, what are the technologies? What are the team formation? How how what's the turnover? How long are people on the job? Like, it's really. Uh, we actually, quite honestly, like I'm a developer at heart and I still code. And I'm like, I don't know how it's doing. And I'm just handing off to the machine. We have the right algorithm. And it's looking at it at scale and, and coming back with me with an excellent answer. Now, I love what Truebase is up to and streamlining this part of the workflow. Research actually shows that it takes eight to 10 minutes on average for a rep to do the necessary research before reaching out to a lead. If we could get that to under even two minutes by automating the tedious tasks that reps have to spend more time on, then they'd be able to spend more time engaging. Now, if you listen to me enough, you'll hear me talk about a three-step outreach workflow, identify, stage, and engage. We're at a point now with technology that companies have to use AI to streamline those first two parts, identify and staging. If you can streamline that, get that under the two minutes that we talked about, then you can really compete in this new landscape of AI-enabled revenue teams. And remember, those AI-enabled revenue teams, that includes your competition. Okay, moving on to number six, and I'm particularly proud of this episode because it's the first one that we dropped last season. The title of the uh, interview was Sales Management That Works. The guest, Frank Cespedes. Frank is a senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and has been teaching MBA students about sales and marketing for nearly 30 years. He's written several books, but it's his newest one that really caught my attention. And again, titled Sales Management That Works. It was my favorite read of 2022. So when we launched the podcast uh, in early 2023, I reached out to Frank and really uh, was proud to have him come on as my first guest. Now, in this clip, Frank gives us an academic view of the inherent challenges in hiring for sales positions. The first thing I think is important to recognize is that there have always been and continue to be challenges in sales hiring that simply do not exist in most other business functions. For example, if you want to hire uh, someone in finance or accounting or an engineer, or for that matter, a computer programmer, you can go to a school and it's a little bit like walking into a food court. You know, what are mm -hmm. you interested in? Electrical engineering, chemical engineering, etc. In sales, however, it's a very different story. Last time I looked, which was about three and a half years ago when I started writing the book uh, that you've been kind enough to mention, the last time I looked of the 4,000 plus colleges and universities in the United States, less than 300 even offered a sales course, let alone a sales program. Now, what does that mean? It means that the vast majority of people start out in this line of work knowing very little about what they're going to get paid for. Now, to tack on another critical point uh, to what Frank talks about, we have to consider here uh, as a contrast that according to Harvard as well, Harvard Research, more than 50% of U.S. college graduates, regardless of their majors, will work in sales at some point in their careers. Now, I'm going to read you a short section from his book that talks about this a little bit. Unlike gap principles in accounting, the mechanics of MPV calculation and finance, engineering equations, and laws of physics, selling jobs vary greatly depending on the product or service sold the customers, the relative importance of the product or service, and the people contacted during the sales process. Selling effectiveness is not a generalized trait. It's a function of the sales task. 
Okay, we're halfway through. Number five in the list is from episode 27, what's working at Zoom Info and how to use data in GTM strategies. The guest, Zach Thompson, he's the director of sales development for emerging markets and expansion. And he has about 120 SDRs rolling up to him. Now in this clip, Zach talks about how Zoom Info has taken role specialization to the next level, putting SDRs in product specific roles. We know that specialization drives results and we know that specialization is, that's the way we're going. It's very difficult to have somebody who can be, it goes back to the old cliche phrase, the jack of all trades, master of none, right? So specialization around, and this is possible for us because in a lot of cases, we're selling different products to different personas. And historically, when we were selling direct dial phone numbers and org charts as Discover Org, we were talking to salespeople predominantly and a little bit of marketing. And then marketing started to become more of that mix. And as we started to acquiring companies. Now we're selling a talent platform. We're not selling that to salespeople. We're selling it to HR and talent teams. So specializing around the, the personas that we sell to and allowing people and enabling people to become experts in, as I was talking about earlier, who those people are, what are they measured on? What makes them tick? What are their challenges? What do they run into? What keeps them awake at night? What makes them look like a superhero in their company when they accomplish it? So we're building teams that are, are, are specializing in products and personas. Now, specialization in sales development isn't anything new. We've seen inbound and outbound SDRs for years. We see mid-market enterprise SDRs, but product specialized SDRs isn't something you see very often. In my experience, you really only see that in mid-market or enterprise level organizations who have distinctively different products, but it goes to the rise and effectiveness of specialization in sales roles. Now to counter this, there are some downsides and some drawbacks uh, that we have to think about when we move to a specialized approach. Number one, the work can become monotonous for the rep and eventually they might check out. Number two, specialized reps may find it challenging to pivot into different roles or different industries. And number three, uh, I think specialized environments can become more susceptible to, to bottlenecks. And more importantly, it can create a, a poor buyer experience if you don't structure and manage it effectively. Okay, moving on to number four, which comes from episode 28 titled Real-Time Sales Enablement Technology that Gives Sellers time back to sell more. Now I'm totally picking up a when AI is putting down because they offer a real-time AI assistant that helps sales teams win more deals with less effort through its innovative real-time tracking, capturing, and CRM updating features. Now the Win AI tool is really easy to use. It has a real-time assistant that acts as an extra pair of hands during meetings, uh, essentially giving salespeople the freedom to focus their attention entirely on the customer. And in this clip, we go over how the platform helps AEs in real time during their discovery and demo calls to make sure they're hitting on all the key points and gathering all the necessary insights. A lot of words, you know, real-time, AI, a lot of buzzwords. What we yeah. actually do quite is very, very simple. Uh, so you have our Zoom app uh, in your Zoom inside, the, like during the live call. Okay. Uh, and you can actually see your playbook uh, right in front of you. So you don't need to search for it on a top shelf in your uh, <laughs> drive or something like right. that. It's right in front of you. You can see all of the talking points you need to go over in these particular sales calls. You can have different uh, playbooks. You can have known work frames such as a uh, Medpeak, uh, Spiced, uh, uh, Challenger, stuff like that. Bant and, and everything. So these are templates that you have built in that uh, clients can use just to kind of fill in and to, to, to their specifics. 
Exactly. We have uh, all of those templates that they said and even more, uh, but you can also create your own. Obviously, uh, you can right. customize your own playbook if you have a, some different method that you're working with or something that you invented. Uh, and then the sales rep have all of these uh, these questions or, or all of these talking points in, in front of them. And during the live call, uh, it does a couple of things for you. So first of all, it does real time tracking, meaning it says like, OK, Derek, you already went over this, over that. You still need to talk about this part. So some sort of like checklist. And the other thing it does for you, which is kind of like the secret sauce, uh, it does real-time capturing. Uh, meaning, uh, for example, if you ask your prospect, how many people do you have in, on your team? And they answered, they have 20 people on my team. This is being captured. Uh, but you know, it also captured much more complex things, such as pain points, such as next steps, uh, capabilities they need. All of those things are being captured for you. So no typing at all. You can be an active listener, just looking at your uh, prospect, uh, seeing the reaction, listening to them, and no need to uh, type or write uh, whatsoever. Now, I really love how WinAI is helping teams to operationalize their sales playbooks and their demo blueprints. But even more, I love that they're automating the tedious task and work associated with taking notes and updating their CRMs during and after uh, these calls. Now, we all know that sellers are way more effective if they can give their full attention to the conversation they're having with their prospects. When they're free to focus on the dialogue and not worry about taking notes, they can better probe and understand the needs and concerns of their clients. Now, on the other side of this and after the call, we all know the hassle reps have to go through to update their CRM. We all know this takes away from the actual selling activities they'd rather be partaking in. There's data on this, actually, that says that reps spend on an average five to six hours per week updating their CRM, which I think is totally on the low side, to be honest. Now, check out WinAI to better align your teams, operationalize your playbook while giving your salespeople more time and the ability to better focus during their sales calls. And as we move on to number three, I want to take the opportunity to plug 3Link Consulting. Go to 3LinkSales.com to learn about how we can help with implementing and improving your sales development team's effectiveness. This one comes from the last episode of last season, uh, episode number 42, titled Trust Calling with the Cold Call CEO, Ryan Pierce. Now, in this clip, we get into the details of cold calls. I'm sure this has happened to you. You call someone and as you're giving your spiel and your cold call, they cut you off and ask you, is this a cold call? It happens all the time. Well, Ryan in this clip gives us an approach for handling that. Instinctual for us to say, no, 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 it's not because we want to appease them. Right. But what ends up happening is then that raises up questions next, which is, well, why are you calling? And then those questions just begin to build on themselves. They begin to domino. So if because then you really have to continue bobbing and weaving and paint this picture of a call that you know you want them to have when really you're trying to sell them so i would rather say this is yes absolutely this is a sales call in fact we would love your sales partnership one day i don't know if that makes sense right now but that's why i'm calling boom ladies and gentlemen take notes that's the <laughs> that's the good <laughs> stuff right there that's the good stuff right there just lean into it for more goodness from Ryan, check out the book that he wrote and published in 2023. It's called Trust Call, Rethinking Traditional Tactics for Human-to-Human -human Connection and Cold Calling. Okay, now we're entering the top echelon, the top two episodes from 2023. And I couldn't be more proud that they're both with seasoned sales consultants. It's fitting with this being the Sales Consultant Podcast. And it's the aim of the show, not only to enable revenue leaders, but also revenue consultants. So I'm proud that we can close with real advice from some of the top and realest 
sales consultants in the industry. Okay, so number two is from episode number 40. It's titled Lessons from 17 Years of Sales Consulting and Advising of Over 7,500 Clients. The guest is James Roras, founder and CEO of The Flores Group. James gives us some great advice in this clip on arguably the most important skill for consultants. He explains how you can help guide clients down a particular path using the right line of questioning. So if you're a consultant and you're working with a client and you want to move them in a direction that you believe to be in their best interest, you know, what tools do you use? You should be able to have that entire conversation by leveraging questions. And we're not just asking questions until we like uncover a need that we can say, aha, now I can pitch. We're asking questions throughout the entire conversation hmm. because, because questions create they activate the buyer's mind or your team member's mind or your customer's mind, and it creates engagement. The kind of engagement that you might have when you read a book. Whereas when, you start, when you're talking like I'm doing right now, it's a passive experience for the listener. And it's easy for them to zone out and not listen. Right. They don't have to right. engage. They don't have to really truly lean into the conversation. Right. Right. So the best thing you can do is, yes, listen, but learn how to ask enough good and tough questions. So you can see now that strategic questioning not only facilitates targeted problem solving, but it also guides clients towards actionable steps. And I think this fosters truly a collaborative and results-oriented consulting relationship. Okay, drum roll, please. Number one is coming from episode 21, building a seven-figure sales consultancy with the one, the only, Scott Lees, founder and CEO of Scott Lees Consulting. He's also a 6X sales leader, 4X founder, and the author of three books. Now, this clip is relatively simple. Scott shares why he got into sales consulting, but I'm telling you, it's super inspirational. Check it out. I got into consulting not to make what I was making as an employee. I got into consulting because that was how I was going to make seven figures. Right, exactly. Now, way too many people, I think, go into consulting because they think, well, I can just make what I was making before while working less and having more free time. And it's true, like a lifestyle now, business. That, yeah. That's fine if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to feel that way when you're 25, 26 years old and you got five sales five years of sales experience when you're 45 years old and you got a mortgage or two or three or four and you got two teenagers you got a spouse or a partner or an ex-wife or whatever both right? <laughs> you got health problem mm -hmm. my point is life is fucking expensive right right it's expensive man and you don't know this until you go through certain things Everybody is one health crisis away from being fucking broke. Just sit with that for a second. Now, I know this because I've been through it. So I don't like when these people bail and they're like, I can make, go make a, six figures over here. I can go make a hundred grand doing my own thing. So what, dude? Why? Why leave now? Leave when you have a path towards seven figures because that will change your life. See, what did I tell you? Talk about inspiration for all my consultants out there. Don't leave until you have a path to seven figures. Boom. Not only does Scott give great advice, but he's as real as it gets. And there you have it, the top 10 episodes from 2023. I want to give a big shout out to all the incredible guests for sharing their expertise. And as we wrap up, I want you to stay tuned for season two. The first episode drops this Friday, January 19th.
And before we sign off, I want to give you a quick reminder to follow us on LinkedIn at the Sales Consultant Podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. And if you want to find us on any of their social media channels, it's under the Sales Consultant Podcast. Again, this is Derek Williams, your host. Thank you for being part of the Sales Consultant Podcast community. Cheers to another season of insightful discussions and success in all the world of sales consulting.